I want to continue uh, this week again, uh, really on part two of what we're calling wisdom. I'm speaking from wisdom literature and scripture, which is Proverbs, Psalms, and so on, uh, Job and Ecclesiastes and stuff. But I'm really focusing around Proverbs and so on. And uh, so I want to continue in that today, because how many know we need a, a lot more wisdom? Um, okay, maybe no. Hey, come on, give me some hands there. Guys. Let, me, let me see how many know we need some more wisdom in these days. Thank you. I see that hand. Uh, help me out here. So, um, so, so uh, again, I'm speaking from Psalm 111 because it is kind of an emergency time that we, uh, we live in. So Psalm 111 verse 10 says this, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. That's what we talked about last week. If you missed it, go online. It's there. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of of wisdom. All those who practice it, so if you're not very good at it, you can practice it and we'll get better. All those who practice it have a good understanding. The New Living Translation puts that same passage this way, fear of the Lord is the foundation of true wisdom. So I've said as your shepherd, as your pastor, I said last week that for me, I don't know how it is for you, but for me, this is our 2022 starting point. Because see, I don't know how that year will end. I don't even know what will happen tomorrow. I don't even know how this year will work out. So I, so I don't know how the year will end, but I do know how we can start it. And we can start it with the fear of the Lord. And the fear of the Lord is the beginning of People fear all kinds of things these days. People are fearful, but can I, can I encourage us to be a people of God who fear the Lord? Why? Because it's the beginning of wisdom. And we all need more wisdom. And so, um, again, as we begin, begin this year, 2022, that's our starting point. We're going to ask the question, of course, what is wisdom? What is wisdom? Because wisdom and knowledge are not the same thing. Please understand, wisdom and knowledge is not the same. You can have plenty of knowledge about something and not be very very wise about stuff. I, I've heard stories, maybe you have two of university students going, but unable to function, if you like, in the world because they, they have knowledge, but they're not necessarily smart to be able to do the things. Knowledge and wisdom are not the same thing. So you can have knowledge, but not wisdom. You can be knowledgeable, but knowledge alone doesn't make one wise, doesn't make one smart. So what is wisdom? Here's a definition I heard many years ago, never forgotten it, but it does, does it helps me understand what wisdom is. Wisdom is the correct use of knowledge. Wisdom, if you want a definition, is the, I'm sure there are others, but this is the one I like. Wisdom is the correct use of knowledge. See, history reveals people can use knowledge for all different reasons. People can use knowledge to do evil. People can use knowledge to uh, deceive. People can use knowledge to manipulate. To, to, you can use knowledge with wrong motives to, to um, make something happen that, that, that shouldn't really happen. You can use knowledge for Evil, but true wisdom, true wisdom is the correct use of knowledge. Uh, the Irish biblical scholar J.A. Moria, I think that's how you say it, speaking on wisdom, said this, Wisdom opens the eyes both to the glories of heaven and to the hollowness of earth. Wisdom opens the eyes both to the glories of heaven and to the hollowness of of earth. In the epistle, uh, which just means we, we talk about the epistles, if you're new to the Bible, in the epistle of James, an epistle just means a letter. The New Testament is made up of uh, uh, many letters that were 
written. So in the epistle of James in the New Testament, he warns us to watch out for earthly wisdom. Watch out for worldly wisdom. In James 3 verse 15, he tells us that there is a wisdom, there is a wisdom that is not from God. It's not from God, it's not from heaven. And he says in James 3 verse 15 that such wisdom and the Word wisdom there is in inverted commas. What the world thinks is wisdom. Such wisdom does not come down from heaven, but is earthly, unspiritual, demonic. And when I think about all the so-called wisdom of this woke world that we are living in and where it's leading, stuff like gender theory. There you go, I said it. Critical race theory, deconstructionism, and so on. I'm just reminded, uh, again, of the words of the Apostle Paul, that we are not to conform to the pattern of this world. This world has a pattern. This world has a way of doing doing life. And in Romans 12, verse 2, it says, do not conform to the pattern of this world. And I guess it's easy to do. The pressure is out there. But can I remind you as a believer, as a follower of Jesus Christ, today. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but rather be transformed by how? By the renewing of your mind. That's why you've got to let the Word of Christ dwell in you richly. A lot of the times people just take a little bit of the Bible. Yeah, I need two minutes a day or whatever it is. Oh, there's my favorite little poster or whatever. Friends, I want to tell you, that's not going to get you through the long haul. You need to let the Word of Christ dwell in you. That speaks of an overflow. That speaks of a, a, of a wealth. That's why we need to get the Word of God inside of us. Let it dwell in you richly. Why? That you may be transformed by the renewing of your Mind, that you might align your mind with what God thinks. See, this world in its wisdom has a way and a pattern of life of doing things. And as I said last week, Proverbs 14 verse 12 says, there is a way that seems right to a man and a woman, but its end is the way of death. There is a way that seems right to a man. There is a way of doing life that seems right to a man. But in the end, it just takes us down to the pit. And the Apostle Paul said this in 1 Corinthians 3, verse 19. He said, for the wisdom of this world, the wisdom of this world is folly. It's folly with God. You know, one of the early church fathers, uh, Augustine, and um, there should, uh, hopefully there's a picture that should come on the uh, screen. He, yeah, he, was, he was actually, and I, I show that picture, why? Because I want you to understand that um, this painting of Augustine, usually when you see paintings of him, he, he looks like some white guy. Who's, but, but, but you need to understand Augustine, one of the early church fathers, 300 AD, was North African. He was a North African Berber. So he was from the top of the North, North Af- African subcontinent. And so again, he was one of the early church fathers from whom we can get wisdom today, who we follow in the traditions, traditions of. I want you to, want you to understand, it. again, this, this faith that we walk out is not from America, come on, it's from the Middle East, it's from the, those places. And so Augustine said this, one of the great church fathers, learn about his life. He said, if you are wise, let the world pass. If you are wise, let the world pass, lest you pass away with the world. 
See, James goes on to say in his epistle, which just means a letter, as he compares the difference between earthly and godly wisdom, and I'm Pastor Adam, I'm trying to help you for this year. He says, there is a wisdom, as we've read out, that does not come down from heaven, but is earthly, unspiritual, demonic. And then he compares it and he says, James 3, verse 17, but the wisdom from above, there is a wisdom that comes from above. NIV says, a wisdom that comes from heaven. In other words, a heavenly wisdom is first, listen, what is it like? It's first pure, then peaceable, gentle, open to reason, full of mercy and good fruits, impartial and sincere. How many could do with a bit more of that kind of wisdom? Come on. That's the kind of wisdom we need. We need heavenly wisdom, not the wisdom of this earth, not what the world thinks. The kingdom is often opposite to the, what, what the world thinks. That's the kind of kingdom we need. Heavenly wisdom, godly wisdom, wisdom from above. Influential Bible teacher, the late Dr. Martin Lloyd-Jones, said this about wisdom, and I fully agree. He said, surely, surely the essence of wisdom is that before we begin to act at all, before we do anything, before we begin to act at all or attempt to please God, we should discover what it is that God has to say about the other, about the matter. In other words, before you do something, before you make a lifestyle choice, before you go, well, I'm going to go and do this, we should again seek God. What do you think about? We should seek His wisdom. What do you say before you choose a particular lifestyle? You should, you should go, God, what do you say on this matter? Because I want my life to line up with your word. I want my life to line up. What do you say? I don't want to have worldly wisdom. What do you say? How, how do you say I should live? Which again brings us right back to Psalm 111. It is an emergency. The fear of the Lord is the beginning. That's the beginning. It's the true source, the foundation, the true essence of wisdom. Why? Because we've got to remember God does things in ways that are different to ours. You know how you think about solving that problem? God's often it's a, it's a diff, different way. The kingdom's different, right? The first will be last and the last will be first. I mean, it just, it just works in a different, different way. You want to be great, then be a servant. It just works in a different way. God does do things differently. That's why we've got to understand, God, what do you say about a matter. Isaiah 55 verse 8 and 9, you know it, for my thoughts, God's speaking here, for my thoughts are not your thoughts. Thank God for that. My thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are my ways, are your ways, my ways, declares the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. Those heavenly, they are higher And we need wisdom from above. Because God doesn't think the way we think. In Proverbs 1, verses 20 through 21, it says, listen. And remember, we talked about this last year. To hear is more important than to see in Scripture. You can see something, but you don't know what to do. To hear, hear, O Israel. When you hear, Shema, when you hear, You can hear the commands that tells you what to do. 
And so Proverbs 1 verse 20 says, listen, listen. Listen, wisdom is calling. It calls you. It speaks. Another version, it says it shouts. Wisdom is shouting. Why, why, do, you, why do people shout? People shout to get your attention. Wisdom shouts. In the King James Version, it says, wisdom crieth out. It crieth out. Where does it crieth out? In the streets. Another thing, it talks about street corners. It talks about in the marketplace. It's calling loudly. Loudly where? At the city gates. At the marketplace, the street corner, at the city gates. And wherever people come together. So again, where does wisdom call out? Where does it shout? Where does it cry out? In the marketplace, intersections, and city gates. Why does wisdom call out there? It's not complicated. It's, it's simple. Why does wisdom call out? Surely it would call out in the quiet place or in that, 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 that place when you're... Why does it call out in those busy places, in the marketplaces, in the intersections, in the, in the city gates? Because all of those places are where decisions are made. All those places are where choices are made. See, the marketplace is a place where merchandise is displayed to, uh, to, to tempt, where things are bought and sold, where, where voices, if you've ever been to an Asian market, where voices shout loudly and, and say, come on, buy here, buy there, come, come over here, buy this, buy that. All these voices shouting for your attention. For your business. That, why? Because they desire that a transaction would take place. Yeah. Then there's intersections, of course. And intersections are a place where you decide your direction. Yeah. You come to an intersection. Do I turn left? Do I turn, do I turn right? Should I go straight ahead? Or should I, should I turn around and go back the other way? Maybe you're at an intersection in your life right now. I want to tell you, have you turned to Jesus? Have you given your life to Jesus? There's a choice to make. There's a, there's a decision to make. Because I want to tell you, we can't, follow, we can't play Russian roulette with our life. Intersections can be deadly. Because your direction determines your destiny. On Friday, I rode with Leon. We took our Harleys and we rode over. I took him for the first time. He's just getting used to riding. And I took him over the Akataras. It's a good place to get used to riding. And so as I took him over the Akataras, the road gets thinner and thinner and thinner and thinner. And in fact, it gets to a place where it, where, where, it, where it says, this is the last place you can turn around. This is the last place. I want to tell you, friends, in life, decisions we're making, that we, we better be careful because we get to a place where we can't turn around. Come on. Have you given your life to Christ? So intersections, there are places where decisions, decisions are made. City gates. City gates. If you remember the series, of course, you must remember it clearly that we did on Easter. No, I'm not expecting you to remember it. The last service did, though. No, they didn't. No one did. But when we spoke on Esther, we, we talked about, remember, Mordecai was at the city gates. Why was he at the city gates? Why was he at, why was he at the city gates? Because city gates were important. When I, when I talked about Jerusalem, our time in Jerusalem, we talked about the gates. What's important about city gates? See, the, the gates are, are where the king sat. 
Kings sat at the city gates. That's where critical decisions were made, where critical rulings were made about the city. Gates, at the city gates, that's where philosophy was discussed. Agendas were uh, revealed. Debating and politicking took place at the city gates. But also, of course, gates as they are today. City, city gates are things that are, are, are open and closed. C- city gates are where you determine what comes in and what goes out. City gates is determined when you look out to what is coming, you can determine whether it's a threat and either close it or open it. We have gates. We have the eye gate. We have the ear gate. We have different gates in our lives and what we open. When should we close it? requires decisions. And so in 2022, we need to listen. I'm just saying we just need to listen. As the people of God, as the, as his, the sheep of his pasture, we need to listen for God's wisdom because yeah. it's calling out. It's not silent. It's calling out. And it's calling out, especially in 2022, when it comes to critical places of decision making in your in my life at the intersections and gates of our lives we need to listen for the voice of wisdom and why does it shout it shouts because many voices are also shouting for your attention many voices are also shouting for your affection and ultimately for your heart like I said, perhaps someone today, you're at an intersection in your life. It's a major intersection. You don't know where to turn. You don't know what to do. There are so many voices crying out. And when you look at the choices that are there, to, to, to go left, it looks good. And to go right, looks good. In fact, even going straight ahead doesn't look too bad. In fact, can I just say that this is where we need God in the midst of Things because often when, when when it's an easy choice between what is evil and what is what is good, I mean we can, you know, most of us can discern that. But but sometimes our choice is between what is good and what is good, and it's like is that well that's good that that's good, but friends, why we need to listen to the voice of wisdom is we don't want just want to do good things. We want to do God things. Can I hear an amen? We want to do the things God wants us to do. Perhaps that's someone here today. Hear the voice of God. We don't just want to do good things. We want to do God things. And so we need God's help. How many know we need God's help? Come on. I mean, we need God's help. James in his epistle, which just means letter, and again, why do I keep repeating that? Simply because I want you to understand whenever I mention epistle, I want us to get it in to our hearts that epistle just means letter. It's just a fancy word for letter. And I just want you to get that in in your heart. James in his epistle says this. He says, if you need wisdom, we need God's help. And so if we need wisdom, it says, ask our generous God, and he will give it to you. Give it to you. You need wisdom today? Ask God. You need some help? Ask God. If you need wisdom, ask our generous God and he will give it to you. He will not rebuke you. He will not say, don't be stupid. No, no, he he will give it to you. He will not rebuke you for asking. In another version, it says, if anyone lacks wisdom, let him ask God, who will give liberally to you. 
And can I say this? When it comes to getting wisdom, it's not like we have to wait for God to write the answer in the clouds. I'm just saying, just to us Pentecostals, it's not like we have to wait for God to write an answer in the clouds. Why? Because we have his word. Yeah, that's right. We have his word. We have the Holy Bible. We have the, we, have the, we have the scriptures. Again, another reason why we should let the word of Christ dwell in us richly. Why? Because all scripture, listen, is God breathed and is useful. It's actually quite useful. Useful for teaching us, rebuking us, correcting us and training us and living right. And let's face it, Scripture has so much to say about how the wise do life. For example, and here's a, a little sample of some of the things just Scripture says, and there's, like I said, in the wisdom literature, there's so much stuff here, but it says Proverbs 9, verse 9. Give instruction to a wise man, and he will be still wiser. Teach a righteous man, and he will increase in learning we, we we need to increase in learning proverbs 10 verse 14 says the wise lay up knowledge but the mouth but the mouth of a fool brings ruin near how many have lived that second part out at times in your life the mouth of it you've just said start, anybody ever put their foot in their mouth and they want to admit thank you lying's a problem too i mean it's just a, it's just a we've got to understand even myself i've said things and thought why have i said why have i said that the wise lap knowledge, but the mouth of a fool brings ruin near. Proverbs 12, verse 15, the way of a fool is right in his own eyes. Guys, I just when you're making decisions, think about what you're doing. But a wise man listens to advice. You listen to advice or you just do whatever you want. The way of the fool is, he's just right in his own eyes, but the wise man listens to advice. Not just advice from anyone, but those who you can trust. Those who, who do you speak to? Who do you allow to speak into your Because a wise person allows people to speak into your life. On the decisions that you're making, on the choices you're making. Let people speak into your life. The right, the right people. Proverbs 13, verse 20, whoever walks with the wise becomes wise. The companion of fools will suffer harm. Whoever walks with the wise becomes wise. In other words, show me your friends, I'll show you your future. The friends you choose, I'm not saying you can't reach out to those who are just living, or I'm just saying whoever you choose, whoever you allow to influence in your life, your, your friends will determine your future. So make sure you choose the right friends. Make sure you choose those people who will help you and encourage you, give you advice. Proverbs 14, verse 16, one who is wise is cautious and turns away from evil, but the, a fool, and it's always doing these comparisons, a fool is reckless and careless. Proverbs 15, verse 31, the ear that listens to life-giving reproof or rebuke will dwell among the wise. Yeah. How do you handle rebuke? How do you handle someone saying, listen, and again, that's what I want to encourage us as mature Christians as we grow. We need to be able to be ones who speak to one another and go, hey, that's just not right what you're doing. 
and not get on, oh, well, I'm not going to talk to you anymore or whatever. No, no, we need, to be, we, we need to be at a place because if we want to be wise, we need to understand those who love us and those who really care for us and those who desire the best for us, they're, they're, at times they may have to rebuke us. They may have to say, hey, no, that's not good. Oh, no, I think it's good. No, it's not good. The Word of God says... The ear that listens to life-giving reproof will dwell among the wise. This is probably one of my favorites, Proverbs 17, verse 28. Even a fool who keeps silent is considered wise. When he closes his lips, he is deemed intelligent. In other words, learn to keep your mouth shut. I've got through a lot of situations like that. Just a mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Ephesians 5, verse 15 through 17 says, Look carefully then. This is for you. Put your name in there. Look carefully then how you walk. How's your walk? Look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise. Even that's a choice, right? Not as unwise, but as wise. Making the best use of your time. Are you doing that? Because the days are evil, there's no doubt about that. Therefore, do not be foolish. But understand what the will of the Lord is. I mean, I'm just reading Bible here today. This is, this is Scripture. This is the Word of the Lord. And, and remember, it's a lamp unto our feet and it's a light unto our path. It will help us in our way and I'm just saying we don't we we don't need a sign from heaven every time we need to make a decision we just need to obey his word and so sometimes there's where people say I just want to follow my heart no your heart is deceptive follow your heart follow the word Jesus said this in the parable of the wise and foolish builders He said, therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine. And remember, it's not just who, what Jesus said, it's who he was. Because in John's gospel, chapter 1, verse 1, it tells us, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. And it goes on to tell us a little bit further on down that the Word became flesh. Jesus didn't just speak the Word. He was the Word. He is the Word. He is the Word. He says, therefore, everyone who hears, there it is again, hears, not sees, hears these words of mine, listen, and puts them out. It's not just hearing it, it's doing it. And puts them into practice. It's like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against the house. Yet it did not fall because it had its foundation on the rock. In other words, what was Jesus saying here? He was saying, in other words, if you apply this teaching, you will handle whatever storm comes your way. No matter what comes your way. And there's a lot coming our way. Hear and obey His Word. Build your house on the rock. Again, as we close, we, you may be at an intersection going, where do I turn? What gate do I let open? Do I let this into my life or or, or I close the gate? We need wisdom for 2022. Would you bow your head?
close your eyes and pray with me. Lord, in 2022, give us wisdom. As your word says, we can ask for it. And so today we ask for it. We ask for wisdom. We seek it. We long for it. Because we can ask for it, we know you will do. You will respond to your word. We need your wisdom for 2022. We need wisdom for every area of our life, our health, our wealth, our, our, our lives, our families, our relationships, every aspect and area of life we are asking. Again, if anyone lacks wisdom, let him ask God. We are asking you right now, this congregation, those who are watching online, all of us who are listening today, we're saying, and maybe you'll, you'll be listening to this five years from now and you're still saying the same thing. Uh, we need wisdom. We ask for it. God, would you give it to us liberally? Would you pour it out to us? Not worldly wisdom but wisdom from above, wisdom that comes from heaven because your ways are different than our ways. Your thoughts are different than our thoughts. And so we ask today, give us wisdom. Give us wisdom. Give us wisdom in the marketplace, wisdom at the intersections of our lives, wisdom at the gates. Teach us the Psalm 90 verse 12. He says, teach us to number our days that we may get a heart of wisdom. Give us a heart of wisdom. As we pray in Jesus, in Jesus' mighty name. Help us, we pray. Would you stand? As we close the service today, I want to, as we do, as, as our customer, I want to pronounce a blessing over. I hope that's helped you. Again, I, I don't know how the year will work out, but I do know how we can start it. If you need prayer for anything, there's obviously a prayer station over here. You can get prayer after the service, but I want to finish by speaking this blessing over you, which is, again, not a hit song but an ancient blessing that comes from the Old Testament being said and spoken over the people of God for thousands of years. Would you receive this today? The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you, and your family, your children. May he be gracious to you. May the Lord turn his face toward you and give you shalom, peace, in every single area of your life, no matter what comes your way, no matter what the storm, God's peace that surpasses understanding, I speak over your life. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. This we ask in Jesus' name. And everybody said, would you give a clap offering to the Lord?